What is up, everybody? Matt Swifty Perry back with the Leader Swift Podcast. Today, we got Chris Cruz. Chris is the young adult pastor at Bethel Church. He's also the author of The Practice of Being with Jesus and also the creative director at Bethel Church, doing some amazing things out in Northern California. I'm excited to have this conversation all about leadership with my friend Chris Cruz. If you get a second, go ahead and share this episode with a friend, uh, whether you listen to this on Spotify or Apple, just share it with somebody. Maybe take a screenshot, share it on social media. Uh, we want to make this so easy to listen to, so practical, uh, but we need your help sharing it so more people can become better leaders. And so I'm very pumped for this episode. We're going to jump into our conversation with Chris Cruz. All right, I'm here with Chris Cruz. How's it going today, bro? Good, man. It's good. It's going well. Yeah, how yeah. is the nice weather? weather out here in California? It, yeah, I was going to say, bro, nice weather in California. Just went for a walk with my kids, uh, my wife, and some of my family uh, along our river trail out here by the Sacramento River. And uh, weather was beautiful, sun, breeze, very nice right now. Very yeah. nice. Good time to be outside in California. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I miss that weather. Yeah. Phoenix, it feels good, though. <laughs> it's like we're in the 60s, 70s right now. So it feels okay. Great. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. So it's not bad, mm -hmm. but Chris, why don't you tell everybody a little bit who you are in a little yeah. of your leadership journey? Yeah. So uh, I'm the young adults pastor and creative director at a church in Redding, California called Bethel. And so I came to Bethel in 2007 to attend our school of ministry that we have here. Um, and so I attended our school, which is called Bethel school of supernatural ministry. Uh, to equip people in uh, going after signs, wonders, and miracles, and learning how to do what Jesus did and taught. And so I came in 2007 um, to attend the school. And then after two years of being in the school, um, I came when I was, I think I came when I was 20. So after two years, about 22, 23, uh, I was asked to come on staff here to be a pastor in the school. And so I was 22, young, um, and that was, gosh, a long time ago, like almost 11 <laughs> years ago or something wow. like that. Uh, and so I, that's how I started my on-staff journey here at Bethel. And I was a, a pastor in our school helping the students go through our, our program and um, pastoring them and teaching classes. And then uh, after about five or so years of that, I transitioned over to the church staff and started pastoring uh, the young adult community here. And the, in that also started... Um, helping with our creative for our conferences and helping lead our design team, our video team. And so that in the last uh, about year and a half, I've stepped into that creative director role in a more official capacity um, and been helping lead our creative team here uh, with all the stuff that we do at the church. That's yeah, so amazing. It's, I came into it very young, very young pastor. Almost everybody in the school was my age. Wow. So I was with my peers. That's awesome. And you guys do so many incredible creative things. I mean, I followed yeah, yeah. Bethel for, for a long time and just so many cool creative things you guys have That's just awesome, been man. killing it with. Uh, Chris, you are surrounded by great leaders. You get to lead uh -huh. staff and teams at mm -hmm. a pretty high level. Amazing um, people. Tell us a little bit, uh, like what's one tip you would give a leader, maybe on your staff or maybe you're at a conference and, and leaders mm -hmm. want to know a practical tip of just how to lead better today. Yeah, um, I, I would something that's really important for our culture here 
that really is a governing um, cultural value for us is Jesus, uh, his leadership didn't seem to be principle driven. It didn't seem to even be necessarily people driven or preference driven or even purpose driven or problem driven. His leadership seemed to be presence driven. Wow. And that Jesus said in John 5, 19, he said, very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. So Jesus, it doesn't mean that Jesus wasn't operating in those other things and doing those other important, uh, having these principles that matter in his life and uh, this purpose over his life and taking care of the needs of people. But there was an overarching thing that drove his leadership, and that was the presence of God. The idea that he only did what he saw his father doing and only said what he heard his father say. And so the those other drivers are a, a part of leadership, no question. But the idea that I submit myself to the presence of God before I submit myself to any principle, to any idea, to any purpose, to any need. Jesus wasn't even driven by the devil. Like people are looking at problems and they'll, and they'll be more driven by problems than they are the presence of God. They are more consumed with what's wrong and trying to fix all the wrongs versus what Jesus has called them to do in living in submission to his presence and following him. Just as Moses and the people of Israel followed the cloud by day and the fire by night. When the cloud moved, the whole community up picked up everything and followed the cloud. When the pillar of fire moved in the evening, the whole community up and moved and followed that, that fire. So there's this idea for us where we say it's presence-driven leadership. The idea that the most important thing for you is to be someone who is attentive to, surrendered to, and sensitive to the presence of God. Otherwise, you'll just be driven by your good ideas. And strategy and wisdom matter, but they're just not the most important thing. Wow, that's so So I good. think that would be the thing that I would kind of really make sure people are, are aware of because uh, in the absence of dependency on God's presence, you will even hijack God's timing on your life. Because what you'll do is you'll lean on your influence. You'll lean on uh, creating even great content or algorithm hacks or whatever you need to do instead of leaning on God's presence. Tactics are really important uh, and they can bring you exposure and your influence could even extend your reach. But influence and tactics don't break chains off people's lives. That only comes from the presence of God. And so you have to actually remember that stewarding your thirst for God's presence as a leader is probably one of the most important things. Otherwise, you'll reduce yourself to stewarding your influence. Wow, that's so good. Let's talk about presence real quick. Like how mm -hmm. there's somebody, I think, driving, listening to this on their way to the office, and they're just yeah. thinking of all the things they have to do today. Maybe they're listening to this. Yeah. Thanksgiving just ended, yeah. and, and it's almost Christmas time, and we know that's like the Super Bowl for pastors mm -hmm. uh, so many yeah. of the time. If we just think mm -hmm. about our long list to do, how can mm -hmm. we encourage pastors and leaders to draw back? I know we got long mm -hmm. lists of things to do, but yeah. to rest in God's yeah. presence instead of mm -hmm. just do all of these tasks that need to be done. Yeah. So I think our, our, our drive or need potentially for outward success can cause many of us to avoid uh, what is required. And that's a willingness to be with Jesus. And that's a willingness to surrender and do what God is saying and doing. And so outward success and productivity can make us feel better as leaders. We can feel better about our day because we achieved something. Um, and that we, our schedules are back to back to back 
with productivity because uh, if goals aren't met, we we find ourselves gaining a lot of things. But the question is, are we losing our soul? And so we may be gaining a lot of traction in the things we want to grow, but is our soul getting its thirst, which Psalms tells us our soul thirsts for God, not productivity. Our souls don't thirst for uh, outward success. Our soul truly thirsts for God. If we don't give it God, it will try success to satisfy its thirst and it will leave it empty. And our soul, if we don't have the presence of God, our soul will find its satisfaction. It'll try to find its satisfaction in achievements and accomplish accomplishments. So as leaders, your soul thirsts for God and it thirsts, period. If you either give it God or you don't, it's going to look for something to find that thing. So for me, it's remembering that the most important thing is um, setting my heart towards God's presence. And that may mean a couple of days of the week, I change my schedule differently. Um, or before I rush into a meeting, I pause and I, I become aware that God is with me. And before I choose a decision, I'm prayerful towards that decision. I'm prayerful towards what we're trying to build and going, all right, Holy Spirit, speak to me. I don't just want to do what is a good idea. I don't just want to do what it feels like it'll gain traction. I don't just want to do what feels like the crowd will like it. I want to make sure that I am doing what you're doing and what you're saying, even if it might cost me what I think I truly need. And so I wrote a book called The Practice of Being with Jesus because I think people need to reorient their lives around God's presence rather than all the other things that they're thinking they need for their soul to not be restless anymore. So people will put to-do lists trying to be productive rather than realizing they're restless. Wow, that's that's so good. I think that's such a great word as we're headed into 2021 too. Right, mm. I, I just wrote something on Instagram, yeah, and it was it was saying don't wait until January to start that Bible mm. reading plan. Yeah, and don't. Yeah, oftentimes absolutely. we can hit November, December, and be like, oh yeah, the my Bible reading plan to read it next year is it, going to start January first, yeah. <laughs> and we skip December yeah. where we celebrate yeah. Jesus's incarnation, and we skip yeah. it. It, mm -hmm. and, and so that was just my friend yeah. reminded me of, and I was like, Love man, that. I got to talk about this is mm -hmm. don't skip the month that we celebrate. Dude. Like every day yeah. matters. And as leaders, um, our teams yeah. and the people we lead can't afford us to skip no. time with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's true because, you know, we, we have to come to terms with something. And, and that is that what was started by the spirit can't be completed by the flesh. So if you're, if God is moving and leading you, your best tactics, cannot complete what was started by God. You need to remain dependent. The struggle is, can I stay dependent or am I going to fight for self-preservation or whatever? Or like, like you said, am I going to put the Bible reading plan in place now because that makes me feel better about my own Christian journey? And what you're really still trying to do is satisfy your ego's sense of feeling like you're achieving something rather than saying, I'm hungry for God's presence. I'm hungry for who God is. And that happens right now because I cannot go on without him. Yeah. I think that's so hard in church sometimes is mm -hmm. I think we've all hit a point where we tried to do ministry without Jesus and we just realize it doesn't mm -hmm. work. <laughs> yeah. No, like, it doesn't. That's, no. When, that's when we see leaders. And, fall here, and, and here's the fact. Yeah. Here's the fact. I tell people, I do not spend time with Jesus to hold up my ministry. Wow. I spend time with Jesus to hold up my life. I am not trying to go, how do I get the secret sauce for my ministry success? I am trying to get, 
I am trying to live this life with Jesus. I am trying to get his life in me. I'm trying to feast on his presence and be satisfied in him, not so that my ministry can be successful, so that I can be the human he has designed me to be. And I'm not looking to prop up a ministry with God's presence. Most people think practice what you preach. It's not that. It is preach what you practice. This is first about me. Wow. This is not about what I get to give to the world right away. This is first about my own life. That's so good. That's such an encouragement. Uh, well, we're hit. We're hitting the time, but is there any yeah, last bro. encouragement for a leader listening to this? Because I mm. think you've gave us such a timely word. Mm. I, w- I would say the biggest thing you can do is surrender. The best leadership decision you can do is surrender to God's presence. Yeah, that's so good, Chris. That was <laughs> that was amazing. We're gonna have to bring you back. But Chris, where yeah, can, where can again. people where can people follow you on social media and where can they find your book? Because I'm I'm about to order yeah. that one. It sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can find find me on social media on Instagram is probably the only place I really am. Yeah, it's the only thing I say anything on is Instagram, and so I have uh, at Chris Cruz my name. Uh, and then you can buy my book at thepracticeofbeingwithjesus.com and you can grab the book there. Yeah. Amazing. We're going to throw those in the show notes where they can just click a Great. link and it will take them right there. But thank you so much, Chris. Yeah, bro. No problem. <laughs>